Badass. Welcome to the Radiant Badass. If hashtag girl boss doesn't really do it for you, but you're not ready to pack it in, we have a place for you. I'm your host, Elizabeth Holmes. No, not the one that's on trial for defrauding investors, though. And I'm so glad you're here. For whatever reason, the term parasocial relationship has been flying around social media lately with everyone and their dog. And I think actually quite literally, at least on TikTok, it is their dog weighing in with an opinion on the value of these one-sided relationships. I think maybe the whole mess kicked off with the John Mulaney, Anna Marie Tendler scandal. And because people were like weighing in and being like, well, John says this and Anna says this and people that didn't know them, but I'm not, I'm not totally sure what started this most recent wave. But if you're not a psychologist or or if you don't have a psych degree from Twitter University and you aren't familiar with the term, parasocial relationships are defined as one-sided relationships where one person extends emotional energy, interest, and time, and the other party is completely unaware of the other's existence. Examples they give are celebrities, athletes, sports teams, TV actors or characters, that kind of thing. Although when I read this definition, I was like, I think that's every crush I had in school. Like, right. I I hope I'm not alone in that. Anyway, kind of awkward if I am alone in that, but on we go. Like all things social media related, people are sharing their opinions about the psychological health of these types of relationships. One side, and that includes mental health experts, are saying it's perfectly normal and even healthy and that it can, in fact, lead to increased feelings of connection and belonging because you're going to bond with other people and they become aware of your existence. And then you also enjoy a parasocial relationship together with, let's say, like Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers. And if you're in a parasocial with Damian, we can bond because I am too. The other side, and this is mainly the social media buzzkills who just shit on everything fun and try to make other people who find joy in their lives feel stupid. Well, they argue that it's not healthy and they equate it with antisocial behaviors and unhealthy obsessions and like kind of being a sad clown. And I'm like, whatever, dude, I hope you feel love at some point in your life. Pretty clear what side of the debate I'm on, isn't it? If it really is a debate. My mom was a connoisseur of parasocial relationships. My earliest memories, she was discussing royals and celebrities like they were our neighbors or her friends from work. She devoured us and People Magazine like it was her job. And as a consequence, I have also been known to talk about celebrities like they are friends or family. And to be honest, she also gossiped wildly about people in our town that she didn't really know. She worked at the hospital, so she got a lot of dirt. And I was under the mistaken impression that she was personally acquainted with many of the people. And she really wasn't. But because of the level of familiarity she used when she talked about him, I assumed she knew him. So she was kind of a queen of one-sided relationships, which I guess kind of makes me a princess. And for sure, if you were in a group text with my sister and I, you would agree that we are princesses. Our text chains are littered with comments and opinions on people we will never meet referenced by their first names only or nicknames. And good Lord, do we have opinions. All of this is to say that I delight in my parasocial relationships. And I'm going to take this opportunity to highlight a few of my faves for you and see if we can do some bonding over these fulfilling, yet delightfully undemanding relationships. 
I'm going to kick this one off with my OG one. And this one was probably passed to me in utero as I don't have any concept of what it would be like without having the British royal family in my life. I grew up with my mom speculating on Charles and Diana. She did mostly fixate on Diana. She hauled my ass out of bed at the crack of dawn to watch their wedding, like our invite had simply gotten lost in the mail. Every twist and turn of their story was scrutinized, and we referred to them all by their nicknames. So it felt pretty natural for me to be overinvested in the current generation's marital dramas. Like I despaired of Harry ever settling down, and I thought Wills and Kate make a perfect match in the royal definition of, like, good on paper, but awful for each other. I think I was right on that one. It feels like the firm, which is what the royal family refers to itself as, is attempting to launch a spinoff by putting Fergie and Andrew's daughters out there. But friends, that is not going to fly. Those ladies are not very interesting beyond the fascinators they wore to Will's nuptials. And Prince Andrew, their dad, I mean, that is a PR nightmare right there. So cancel that before it even gets greenlit. For the record, I am full Team Harry and Meghan because sometimes shit's got to change. His support of her is extraordinary, and other men should take note. I could deep dive on this, but I'll just say that if you're being bullied on an international scale and your husband doesn't stand up to his family for you, why are you married to that guy? And for all those women criticizing her, your man won't even stand up to his mom about how you want to spend your Christmases, so shut it. Moving on from the royal family, early in my life, I got heavily invested in the Osmond family. And that remains absolutely true to this day. I feel like they are a large Mormon family that lives down the street. I kind of blame Donnie and Marie's variety show for lighting that fire. But as recently as three years ago, I was at their Vegas residency show at the Flamingo. And I'm going to say I got 100% on all the pre-show trivia questions. I know that's a weird flex, but still. I've passed judgments on how Jimmy is doing, and I have opinions on what Marie must be like to live with, and how I'm so glad she's reunited with the love of her life. It's that level of investment that I'm never going to get back from this family, no matter how many cameos of Donnie wishing me a happy birthday I may purchase for myself. As I was coming up, there were so many teen magazines like Teen Beat and Tiger Beat, and they all featured quote-unquote articles on young actors and musicians and helpfully provided pull-out headshot posters for plastering all over your wall. I have no idea how many tween and teen crushes were fueled by interviews with these rising stars. I can say that my crush on Sean Cassidy was momentous for me, and I spent a lot of energy imagining our married life and reading every profile I could find about him so I could opine confidently to my elementary school classmates on what Sean thought of his fans and whether he preferred acting or singing. Alas, our marriage did not ever come to pass. I do follow him on social media now, and he seems to have a wonderful family and a thriving career, and he recently took to the road to entertain us again with his music. So for sure, you know my sister and I discuss him in the group text. This was much better news than the outcome of my crush on Scott Baio. I mean, yikes. Lots of wasted peachy space writing Mrs. Scott Baio. Untold Energy has gone into analyzing and opining on the actions of the fictional characters in the various soap operas I've been watching since the age of five. All those residents of Port Charles and Salem, Pineview and Landview. And if you know, you know. And you can't be friends with fictional characters, can you? It has to be parasocial. I am totally overinvested in the lives of all the alternative musicians I loved in the 80s and 90s, 
I follow their lives and periodically Google what the more obscure of them are up to. And if I started listing names here, it would take up the rest of the episode. When I say I'm heavily invested in these guys, I am heavily invested in these guys. I have this up and down thing going with Anne Lamont where she will post something that's so disappointing and so fucking boomer. And so I think like, ugh, maybe I've learned all I can from Anne. And then she'll turn around and write something that blows my freaking mind. And I shrug and I think like, well, relationships are complicated. Are they? Are they, Elizabeth? Do you and Anne have challenges sometimes? I have to laugh at myself and my relationships. Admittedly, social media has made it harder for me to maintain many parasocial relationships. Turns out many of the folks I want to stand aren't really that great as people. It's tough when you find that out. In the past, you could be blissfully unaware, but now it's just in your face. See, Scott Bayo. It is kind of like a real relationship, though, in that sometimes I have to find the line where I either cut them off or, like Anne, make some space for them to be themselves. There are several writers that I would put in the memoir category, and I've loved their work, but then I have to take a break from them for a while. Kelly, Glennon, Brené, Liz are a couple names here. It's like intense friendships that cool. I'm sure part of that fact is their writing is so personal, but I do laugh at myself when I read something from them and I think, oh, come on, girl, we have got to take a break. So now I know you're like, if you've listened to my other episodes, all these people and you haven't mentioned your hashtag pretend best friend. No, no, I haven't because duh. When you get someone's lyrics tattooed on your body, you know you're fully involved in a parasocial relationship. Honestly, this one may have crossed over to Dave Grohl's stand territory with that action, but whatever. Like, I don't have any regrets. He seems like a really great guy. For real. And the experts say that we, as humans, are wired to make connections and parasocial relationships are a way to create bonds. I appreciate the validation from experts but I already knew how satisfying and bonding it can be to discuss the details of the lives of people you've never met, that you're never going to meet, and don't give a shit about your opinion. I've been practicing that type of pro-social behavior my whole life. So I guess my points here are, number one, parasocial relationships are healthy. And two, the internet can go fuck itself. Thanks for listening. I'd love it if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave me a solid review. If you want to take this to the next level, you can sign up for my newsletter at RadiantBadass.com. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at RadiantBadass. You know, I'd love to hear from you. And as always, thank you to my producer and coach, Chris Martin. Hit him up at curiosity.builders or Chris Martin Studios for your chance to work with him. This has been the Radiant Badass. I'm Elizabeth Holmes. See you next time.